I went to my dad and I said, Papa, I'm ready. Like, I need some money to start. And mm. he said, I will not invest. Oh, until okay. How did you get an investor? I, I also, towards the end of 12th grade, uh, I was suffering from depression. I painted my face with acrylic paint. Hi everyone, I'm Stuti and I'm your host for the Because She Can podcast. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. I'm so excited because we have a super fun conversation lined up for you with our amazing guest for today, Keravi. Keravi is a 24-year-old who runs her own makeup brand called Tipsy Beauty. What is more, she's also an acclaimed content creator and has also published four books. I can't wait to dive into this amazing conversation. Keravi, thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. Let's start here. You're 24. And, and that is the age where literally like everybody else is just figuring out, just getting to know who they are. And most people are probably going for uh, their masters or some people are literally just about entering the workforce for their first job. But you have had a very different journey. Um, You started your brand, but before that you've already published four books and you're also a content creator. You make makeup tutorials, which are on YouTube and other social media channels. So I want to start there. Like, it's a very unique journey that you've had. And where did it start? And how did it come about to be? Okay, so basically, since I was a child, I was uh, very ambitious with my ideas. If I wrote a poem, I wasn't happy with it just being in the diary. I wanted to publish it. If I came up with a business idea, I wanted to you know even if it was a bake sale i wanted to make it happen so uh in when we were 16 years old my cousin and i we wrote the whole ramayan in rhyme and we would read it out to people and they would say you should make this a book and obviously we got super excited by that we went to scholastic and that was that was our only goal get it published by scholastic so very goal oriented since you were 16. yeah i think without realizing but we were and uh i they agreed to publish us even though they didn't usually publish people under 18 and it was a great we convinced them and it was a great experience you know getting your first paycheck before you graduate from school and um i also towards the end of 12th grade um i started uh i was suffering from depression and i couldn't go to college so i took two years off after school and in that time, I wrote um, C is for Cat, D is for Depression. We actually have your book in the studio. Okay. And it's so amazing. Like, everybody has to see Kervi's book. So, 
This is C is for cat, D is for depression. It's a children's book in rhyme, but it's for all ages. Okay. And basically it explains depression through metaphors. And um, it's for like little kids to like, when people around them don't know what they're going through, they can hand it to them and just say, read this, you'll understand. So that was kind of the idea behind it. And it came out during COVID, which was a time where a lot of people were yeah. suffering with uh, mental health issues. So which was actually the other silent pandemic like yes. globally. And it also was great in a way because so many people became aware. Yeah. Uh, before that, when I was going through it, people, it was very hush-hush. And yeah. uh, for me, releasing the book was a way of like telling the world. And it was very scary to kind of come out with the fact that I was going through this. But after the pandemic, so many people were going through similar things that it became normalized. But I really applaud you. It's a very, very brave decision to actually talk about your journey, even though mental health now is in the mainstream, but yet it's taboo and people suffer in silence. So thank you. And you also um, shared with me that how this book actually came about, like that's very interesting journey mm -hmm. so if you can share that with us so i actually just wrote this for myself and i wrote it actually in less than two hours uh because at that time you know when the emotions flow things come out and i never meant to publish it and yeah. i would talk to my therapist and she and i would always talk in metaphors and i read it to her and she said you must publish it you must publish it and I was scared. In fact, my mom didn't want me to because she said, you know, everyone will know you'll get associated with just this. And yeah. I felt at that time that if I can do, if I can publish this and if it can help even one person, then it'll make what I've been through a little bit more worth it. So I did that. And there are days where I feel very proud of it. There are days where I may regret it. But overall, I'm very happy with how it came out and the fact yeah. that people can experience it. And do you think in any way it was therapeutic for you, like releasing your feelings out in the world? It was. And I think with someone who struggled with low self-esteem, when people read your book and say, wow, you're so strong, you've done something great, it really helps you, you know, kind of believe that on your own. So it did actually do wonders for me. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Uh, can you... Read, probably maybe read some few lines of your book, something that really struck a chord with you? Uh, I think I'll read you just my favorite line. Okay. And um, basically it says, you may never be normal like the next guy in line, but is anyone really normal? Is anyone really fine? Uh, because sometimes we feel only we are going through things yeah. and we are not normal, but there is no normal. So... Uh, that's why that's my favorite line. That's so true. So much wisdom at such a young age, Kelly. You're like an old soul. Yeah, I guess <laughs> in some ways. Uh, so, Kelly, you know, um, you wrote this book, but as we all know, mental health—it's a lifelong journey. It's not a oh, like. You know, I have a physical ailment. I've done this. Uh, you know, the doctors prescribed me something. I've done it for a couple of months or years, whatever the, depending on what the situation may be, and I'm done. Mental health is a lifelong journey, and um, you know, it's 
it's not a straight it's not a linear path so i just wanted to ask you like for you as um, an individual like what are the steps you take or do you have like a, a you know plan in place like to do things that when you feel very overwhelmed or like the emotions are too much to handle like what is it that you do uh so i've been doing regular therapy for the last 7 years i am also on medication which you know helps a lot uh and a lot of people have a stigma against medication and they're scared to take it but sometimes you need it and you wouldn't be scared to take a cosin if you have fever yeah. so why are you scared to take this yeah so that definitely helps uh i think alerting people around me that i'm not feeling okay yeah. helps because then they make sure not to trigger me further in any way um that's I, amazing like ask for help not ask shy help. away from yeah. it because otherwise you can't expect them to know how you're feeling they if you don't tell them they can't read your mind exactly yeah uh, i plan regular breaks for me because i get uh, very very um i start feeling claustrophobic and mm. i need something to look forward to so we always say that these are like petrol pumps on a road my therapist and i and we need to constantly have things where i'll be like okay i need to get to there and supposing i've planned a trip in july then i'm like okay i'm you know i'm doing this and i need to get to july and after mm. july i'll fix something else so these like little roadblocks uh they really help me get through so like you plan travel breaks yeah to look forward to yeah and also make sure that you're not uh overwhelming yourself with a lot of work and other yeah. things around travel has actually really really helped me okay uh it like when nothing else works then travel works because it breaks so, routine completely so true and uh it just shows you another part of the world that makes you realize yeah. that there's more to life that's amazing so the book came out and uh which was right when the pandemic hit and along that you were also creating content makeup tutorials on youtube and other social media channels so i eventually went to college two years after taking a break okay and for me where did you go i went to london college of fashion okay nice and for me college was just about getting back into the real world yeah. more than what i was actually studying i did study business which is obviously helped me right now but i uh, very honestly going to class was not my priority <laughs> my <laughs> what was <laughs> my priority was going to the makeup stores and seeing what's uh, new yeah. what's the latest thing why it's better anyone who came to visit london i would take them like a personal shopper and recommend different <laughs> like, things like try this try this try yeah try this <laughs> this is better that is better so that's where i really built up my knowledge of makeup and product and yeah. where that dream got cemented that i want to start my own brand okay so you had the entrepreneurial bug and in your own way you were actually giving yourself like real time education yeah. about yeah. the product yeah um uh, that's fantastic so what is your um, makeup channel on youtube called so youtube i'm not active uh, i'm more okay. active on instagram okay and it's called tipsy princess because tipsy beauty Okay so, guys yeah. you have to check out Tipsy Princess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> She does some amazing makeup tutorials. Yeah. <laughs> I I mean I wish I had more time for it now but uh with the business 
it's not that easy to create content but i'm trying let's talk about tipsy beauty now and first and foremost like when i heard this name i was like tipsy beauty and makeup i don't get it but it's catchy and it's zingy and it's like just stuck in my head yeah i think that's <laughs> the idea because <laughs> no one forgets it and they're like what's your brand's name tipsy what tipsy and then they like remember so um tipsy is uh, a state of mind where you feel uh, free confident happy it's not sober it's not drunk it's a mm. metaphor for balance it's a metaphor for that state of mind where you feel your best mm. and uh, balance is also very important for us because we have a lot of unique and fun products but we need to maintain a balance between it being fun and it being gimmicky Uh, yeah and between being good quality and serious and boring yeah. so uh it really is about balancing out all these things and about how makeup makes you feel happy free confident is also what that tipsy state of mind kind of is so that's where the name comes from it's very catchy <laughs> i have to give I'm you glad. that <laughs> so we do have some of your amazing products here at the studio and i know i shouldn't ask you to choose but i have to know which are some of your favorites and why it's like asking a mother to choose I between her children <laughs> <laughs> and my team will kill me if i pick favorites but i think i have two one okay is this rose blush um it's kind of like a representative oh product God, so for us beautiful can i have uh, a look yeah sure. Like please zoom into this. Like it's literally, it's like this beautiful rose. And for people who are just hearing the podcast, they need to search up and see. Yeah, <laughs> because like, it really is something different. I would never use this, Kerry. But nothing happens to the shape. Oh, really? That's the amazing part. Unless you've yeah. used it for like a year, it okay. won't really affect the shape. Okay, that makes me. So this uh, product, we've kind of become oh the brand with the rose blush. So it's become a representative product. and our recent product is a lip and cheek oil which is okay. color changing and oh nice it's doing really well like it's flying off the shelf so you can use it on your cheeks as well as like a, yeah so it's clear the and then when you put it on it turns pink so uh people oh, love cool. it yeah so like you have like i think these really fun products which are so experimental and yet like the quality is so amazing so i just want to know a bit more about that like where do you produce them uh what are your channels of sales so to say okay so we're a one year old brand so obviously we're not available everywhere that we'd like to uh but we are available on our own website on nika on amazon okay. and my favorite place is the kiosk that we have in promenade because oh, that's wow. where you can really tell your brand story and people can experience your products we manufacture um we manufacture in countries like italy in korea or uh, okay. some in taiwan basically places that are hot spots for beauty okay and we don't have like one or two labs that we work with we work with different labs according to where they each product is best so okay. there's some uh, labs that are best for eyeliner So we oh, do an eyeliner with them. Oh, nice! And these are the labs that work with your big brands like your Nars and Huda and Rare Beauty and Fenty. So it's the same factories, it's the same labs, 
but it's just at a better cost and uh, made for our skin tones. So that's literally like combining the best of what the West has to give us, but which is made for the Indian audience yeah. here in India. Because right now K-beauty is really hot. But yeah. if you use their colors and all, they don't suit That's us. It's not for us. It's tone. not for us. It so doesn't how, make sense. How do we get that uh, quality and their expertise and make something that's uh, suitable for us? Yeah. I so, love yeah. it. And it's, it's, it's very different because we have a plethora of homegrown brands which are made in India. Yeah. But like this is distinct. Yeah. So it's an is, Indian brand, but with international quality. Yeah. And, and I just want to let you know that you said we're just a year old, but phenomenal. <laughs> the amount you've achieved in a year is Thank amazing. You. Like I can't wait to see you in the next five years. Thank you. <laughs> I can't wait also. I think so. Where do you see Tipsy Beauty in the next five years? I get asked this question and you know, I think anyone in the startup world right now, probably doesn't know that because things change so drastically like we mm. don't even know, make one year plans anymore we make like six month three month plans yeah. so five years is like a really long time but i would like tipsy to be available in some places outside india because we are making international quality so why not yeah and i would like us to have some representative products that everyone knows and when they see it they know tipsy like if we're using a lip oil it has to be tipsy of course, you are a branding genius and you came up with this amazing name. Uh, but also, how did it start? And like, what was your inspiration and motivation behind starting the brand? Um, so one of my dad's friends, uh, my uncle, he obviously seen me grow up. He's seen me in all these stages and seen me obsessed with clothes and makeup and everything and he told me that go finish college come back let's start a brand so uh so that was actually so this something. is when you're 20 this was when i was not even 20 and uh we i went to college i came back i came back because covid happened and i hadn't even finished college and i was like what are we waiting for because so many people would have thought of starting brands during covid so uh I went to him. I didn't know anything. Hmm. I literally just went to him with a product idea saying that, hey, uh, I have this idea. Come on, let's start the brand. And he was like, okay, uh, tell your dad, let's both invest money and then we'll come up with everything else. Let's start the brand. I went to my dad and I said, Papa, I'm ready. Like, you know, I need some money to start. And hmm. he said, I will not invest. Oh, until, okay. Yeah until you get external investors oh wow like i don't understand this space i don't yeah. know anything about it and this is a rule in our family that if you want to start something you need to first get an external investor to believe in your like proof of concept and then we'll invest and i was 21 not even 21 and i was like how am i going to get an investor so i put together very how amateur. did you get an investor Kelly? I, put together a very amateur presentation yeah. and Sanjay uncle introduced me to some people and I went and I spoke to them and uh, I pitched and they were like okay it's all great and fine but we don't invest in rich kids and I was <laughs> like what 
uh, I didn't expect that at all. And he was like, yeah, as a principal, we don't invest in rich kids because they don't have the same fire in their belly that, uh, you know, a kid who would be on the street if this doesn't work has. Yeah. I mean, I don't blame from an external investor point of view. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it sounds very harsh, but just as an outsider looking in, yeah, I get get their point of view. So I was really taken aback. And then I was like, you know, fire in your belly doesn't just come from monetary and financial reasons. I spent two years, three years in depression and I had nothing to wake up for. And today this gives me a purpose. This gives me something to work towards and I have no other dream. So I can't afford for this to fail. This is the only thing I wanted to do Mm. as long as I can remember. And it's giving me something to wake up for and there's no option. This cannot fail. So then he decided to invest. And um, then my dad decided to invest. Then we, you know, hired people. And that's kind of how we started. A year back. Uh, we started working on it more than a year back. We launched a year back. Okay. Yeah. So I'm seeing like this trend with a very resolute, determined young woman. I have to point that out. From getting uh, a publisher on board who doesn't publish uh, kids below 18 to getting an investor at 21 when people are like, we, won't, we don't want to invest in you for whatever reason. And that's commendable. Like, I just have to, have to point that out. (laughs) I mean, when we say it like this, I guess so. I never realized. But, uh, yeah, I think that when I really believe in something, then I just want it to happen. I need to find a way. So, uh, you know, what I know, uh, you have a larger purpose with Tipsy Beauty beyond it being just a makeup brand so can you tell us a bit more about that your purpose and your mission behind the brand yeah so um i feel that there's a narrative in the world right now where makeup is looked at as superficial it's looked at as hiding your flaws yeah um it looks like it people think that you know if you're wearing makeup if you need makeup you're ugly without it there are a lot of different stereotypes that come with makeup. And there negative are connotations. Negative stereotypes. Yeah. And a lot of people need makeup or enjoy makeup and feel more confident with it. Yeah. From our mother, grandmother's generation, that one bindi or that one lipstick or one kajal is something they're dependent on. Yeah. And it doesn't make them weak or too scared about their appearance or anything. It's just something that they enjoy. And, you know, a lot of skincare brands are promoting be comfortable in your natural skin and Mm. blemishes are okay and all and I think that's great but most people don't relate to that so what if I'm not confident in my natural skin what if I want to wear concealer that's okay yeah and what if that red lipstick I put on before a presentation makes me feel confident and uh, even if you just look at maybe the transgender community Makeup mm. is their form of self-expression. Yeah. That's how they experiment. Since forever. Forever. So it yeah. has this power that a lot of different people have benefited from. And I feel the negative stereotypes that are there in society really hamper it. Because people who come to our stall, you'll see yeah. them wearing full makeup. But they'll keep saying, Mujhe natural chahiye, Mujhe natural chahiye. And I'm like, you're not wearing natural makeup, but you're scared to admit that you want something more than that. And why is that? 
that's because of how society has made us feel as people who wear makeup so can we of course um, in getting investors external investors was a challenge and you overcame that but other than that you know it's i feel like people just see the success and they forget the hard work and the challenges that have gone behind it so what was what were some of the biggest challenges or failures you had to overcome especially as such a young entrepreneur in a highly competitive market i think one of my biggest struggles was my age uh, people not taking me seriously enough because i was a kid um i think being a boss of a team that's a lot older than you and mm. a lot more experienced than you is difficult and i think you have to be very humble and open to the fact that they know more and ask and say that hey i don't know this and uh please tell me but still be their boss yeah. so it's a difficult balance and being taken seriously is tough but i think if you prove yourself and if they know that hey in her domain she knows what she's talking about then they'll end up respecting you so a lot of uh shop talk <laughs> yeah. now to some fun stuff yes um you've been a content creator you've done a lot of makeup tutorials on youtube and like i think makeup trends come and go like every second yeah so like you like you know i want to ask you like when you look back and you're like what were you thinking kervi like what is that one trend you tried and you were like what in the world was i thinking i don't know my whole first two years i don't know what i was doing once i painted my face with acrylic paint <laughs> because <laughs> i didn't have white makeup and i was doing a halloween look and okay. i wanted to do hello kitty yeah and i didn't have any white makeup so i painted it with white acrylic paint and it didn't come off and like my How eyebrows hair was coming on no way and my mom had to sit and i was crying and she was like trying to peel it off it was a disaster <laughs> so i done a lot of this kind of stuff but uh, it all led to this so <laughs> it's fine that you went for it and had fun in the moment i did <laughs> and i was wondering why like why did i do that but you know it yeah. felt like the right thing to do then i mean I have to ask you this makeup brands and the entire industry is becoming such a saturated marketplace and on top of that like every celebrity like I mean every celebrity and now every influencer from like Selena Gomez to Deepika Padukone to Katrina Kaif you name it and they, they want to like they want to launch their own makeup brand yeah so I want to ask you which ones are legit <laughs> and which ones aren't oh, which no, ones are like all fluff and no good yeah because you know we need to know yeah. like a lot of people are buying these brands just because of the celeb- celebrity name yeah and they might not actually be good we might actually be paying a very high price for something that's not good so out of the celebrity makeup brands of course it started with kylie and then there yeah. was fenty and then there was rare and there are tons of them and the one that i really think is doing well now is rare beauty oh my god i love her blush and the liquid blush i'm obsessed today they said they're launching in india 
Oh really? Yeah. I'm excited. So and we actually manufactured our products in the same lab. Okay, um, I'm as rare beauty. Blushes. Yeah. I'm a blush holder. Come to us for blushes. <laughs> but in the same lab in Korea, we manufacture our products. Oh so, wow! Uh, but rare is doing really well. I think Kylie is not good. Uh, her lipsticks are really uncomfortable, mm. and there's zero innovation in her products. Uh, Huda is the OG. Uh, no one can compare to Huda. Yeah. She's, she's amazing. She's crafted in a way that no one has. Yeah. Um, yeah. Fenty is also great. Depends on what you're looking for. And out of the Indian ones, honestly, I haven't tried Deepika Padukone's brand because it's mostly skincare. Yeah. Uh, I've tried K Beauty, and it's honestly not bad. Okay. Um, it's one of the better Indian brands. Hmm. Um, and yeah, that's. The rundown of all the celebrity makeup brands. <laughs> this conversation wouldn't have been completed. Yeah, they they're just booming every day. There's they a new had, one. I'm like, are they all making money? Yeah, I I mean, must be like clearly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so what's your daily makeup routine? So I'm actually quite a black or white person. Or uh, either I'm wearing full makeup, lashes, then lenses, then like the whole glam, or I'm wearing practically nothing. Um, so I let my skin kind of breathe. But yeah. like, yeah, if I'm going for like something like this or a dinner or something, then what I usually wear is concealer. I wear a little bit of like color on my lids with mascara, mm. uh, lipstick, and blush, of course. Yeah. Uh, and highlighter also, but just a little bit. I, this is very toned down for me, but these days it's what I'm into. So like it changes. With it the changes seasons. completely. It changes. I I like that. Like yeah. it keeps it uh, fun and different. Yeah, I'm not a like kind of person. Like I'm not a minimal makeup kind of person or a heavy makeup kind of person. It just depends on the mood, the occasion. Uh, environment, anything, yeah. Acha, and then this leads me to my next question: mascara or lipstick? If you had to choose between one, lipstick. <laughs> I think uh, mascara you can live without. Lipstick I look dead without. Okay, so, so like you like your bold. If I had to wear color. just one product, I would wear lipstick. This is the Because She Can podcast. So, what does that? Hashtag mean for you? Hashtag because she can. Uh, I feel very lucky that I'm in an industry that's quite women-led, uh, uh, where I don't really face as much, um, like gender bias and discrimination as a lot of different industries, especially in the startup world, do. But I'm also aware that that does happen. And I know that it's that much harder for a girl to achieve these things. And I feel very privileged and lucky that my parents have supported me, that everyone around me supported me and made it possible for me to do all these things. And, uh, and the industry is such that uh, it's a very women-celebrated industry. 
Kervi, you told me uh, that you started writing poems when you were very young as a way to express yourself. So if you can please share a few lines of any one poem that you that's close to your heart, just for everybody listening in. Okay, so since we've been talking about makeup and confidence, I'm going to read one that I wrote that's related to that. Every girl loves fashion, new styles, new colors, and new trends. But it hurts when you try something and don't look as good as your friends. You have to be a certain size, certain weight, and certain height. But when it comes to makeup, there is no wrong or right. People believe we use it to hide our flaws and can't leave our faces bare. But we actually use it to accentuate the beauty that is already there. That's... <laughs> I love it. That was so sweet. And thank you for sharing that. Thank you. So now we have a very fun segment coming up, which is Rapid Fire with D. And we have D in the studio to take over. Also, thank you for coming. <laughs> Okay, um, so Kerby, thank you so much for being here thank and doing this. Thank you so this. much for calling me. Um, you know, this whole tipsy beauty, I think the word tipsy is just genius. <laughs> <laughs> it's been stuck in my head. In fact, like when I was talking, I was like, oh, let's talk to tipsy. I was like, no, no, let's talk to Kerby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, get stuck on a loop. Yeah. And you're I'm like, so glad to hear that. That's like... Okay, we've done something right. It's right. marketing genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so for the Tipsy Princess, um, we'll do a rapid fire. And um, you don't have time to think. And you have to give really quick answers. <laughs> okay, done. Okay, done. <laughs> um, who's your favorite beauty influencer? Huda Beauty. Huda Qatar. It, um, a favorite book? Um, it's a book no one's heard of, but it's called Sweet Gum Tree. Sweet gum tree. Yeah. Interesting. I'm going to put it in my yeah. reading list. One person, one woman who inspires you, who's not your mother, who's, who you're not related to. I think Selena Gomez. Uh, because she's had a lot of mental health struggles, mm. physical health struggles, and just a lot of negative media and stuff. And she just like keeps bouncing back. And she's created an amazing business and a brand I really look up to. So, and yeah. a person that we can all yeah. look up to. Yeah. Lovely. One word to describe you. Chaos. Chaos. Okay. <laughs> I love this. I, I'm loving these uh, visuals in my head <laughs> right now. Yeah. Uh, your favorite movie of all time? Tangled. Tangled. Oh my God. I yeah. love that. And one superpower you wish you had? Time. Yeah. Time. Like being able to pause time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because then you can like get things done and then play again. And play again. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so last two. One person you would like to go out for dinner with, uh, dead or alive? Uh, my grandmother. Uh, she passed away like 10, 12 years ago before everything in my life started. And I would just love to talk to her and see what her opinion on what I've done is. Amazing. She would be very, very, very proud of you. That's nice. Thank you. Uh, just as we are so proud of having someone like you Thank showing you us so the way. Much. And last words, what does because she can 
represent for you? Uh, I just think the, the statement itself is so powerful. Uh, like when you hear it, you just get this like surge of like confidence. And it's like, uh, it makes you realize that, hey, you have done something great because it's not easy for women to achieve things in today's world. And it is that much harder. And uh, uh, what I've done is actually great. It is. So, it yeah. is. Thank you. Thank you so <laughs> much for talking to us uh, and your journey and creating these fantastic products. Uh, really, uh, you are beautiful and you're making, I think, everyone around yeah. you beautiful oh, uh, with your you. products and your stories and you just being Thank you so much. Heart. I'm so glad that I could uh, share and I hope, you know, it helped anybody to know that it may seem like someone is very successful, but there's a lot happening behind right. the scenes. So always to like remember that. Thank you. Yeah. I and I just want to add, uh, Kerry. I appreciate you and admire you and thank you for your honesty about being so candid about your life's journey and struggles. It's very brave. Nobody, else, like a lot of people, cannot do that. So I really appreciate that you took out the time and you shared your life journey with us. Thank you thank so you. much uh, for giving me a platform to even do that. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for calling me. So we have a little giveaway for you. So something for you to remember oh, us with. Thank you. Uh, it's a little calendar and... You know, these so, are tipsy colors also. Tipsy oh. colors. <laughs> Like so you and I are matching the cows. Yeah. This is matching the tipsy cows. Yeah. So this was meant this to be. This was meant to be. I like a photo <laughs> coordinator. <laughs>